lot of you take your vacations and you know just a lot of things are going on but we don't take a vacation from doing ministry in fact the Lord does a lot of amazing things and and we just want to celebrate that when we're together so that's what this day is all about and it's a lot of fun and I hope that you're enjoying just getting a snapshot maybe you haven't been involved in some of these ministries but you get a snapshot of what's going on and like Craig said I would echo that fact man Praise the Lord for all of you that volunteer in whatever area you volunteer, because if it weren't for your investment in one another, well then, it would be hard for the Lord to do anything, right? Because He chooses to use us. Uh, I'm going to take just a few minutes, and I'm going to also celebrate with you, and I want to draw your attention to one short passage of Scripture. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to start in John chapter 15, and it should come up on the screen. But in John chapter 15, Jesus Christ is talking to his disciples, and he starts out in the first three verses, and he says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And so when we look at this passage of Scripture, very familiar to many of you, maybe new to some of you, um, Jesus is painting a picture, and the illustration he uses, he says that I am the vine, and my father is the husbandman, which literally is just an older English word that means like he's the gardener. He's the guy who's going to take care of the entire garden, okay? So the father is that. And then it says the branches, and if you were to glance down to verse number five, we, church, Believers in Jesus Christ are the branches. And so the idea is, is that the branch is connected to the vine. The life comes through the vine to the branch in order to produce more fruit. This is an illustration of our life in Jesus Christ. And so what Jesus says is, I'm the vine, the father's the husbandman, you all are the branches. And it says in verse number two that if a branch doesn't produce any fruit, well then the father is going to just take that branch and Take it away. Because the purpose of the branch is to channel the life through the vine in order to produce fruit. But then he goes on and he says, if a branch does produce fruit, and and we can say, wow, that's great. That's what the branch is supposed to do. He says, he purges it. Another word might be, he prunes it. He trims it down. Why? As gardeners would know. So that it can produce even more fruit going forward. So what I want to pose to us all today is to consider what kind of a branch is First Baptist Church? Because this is what we're talking about, right? I mean, most certainly throughout many, many, many years of this church's history, our church is a branch that has produced fruit. Amen? And if you have been a part of our church throughout 2017, you will certainly remember that when 2017 started out, we had kind of a rocky start. And we went through a time that most certainly can be considered as purging or pruning. And you might have wondered throughout that time, why is that? Why is it that it seems like we're going through this time of, I mean, if you are literally, put your mind in this illustration as though you're in the illustration. If you're a branch and, and some of you got cut away. You might think, man, that's awful. Why in the world did that happen? Well, this passage tells us why. It says that we may produce more fruit. I want to draw your attention to the fact that it says that we may, not necessarily guaranteed, 
But God puts us in a position such that we can be where we need to be so that we have what is necessary to help us grow. That's why in verse 3 it says, Now ye are clean. You're put in a position where you can produce more fruit than ever before, and this certainly is God's plan. This is certainly God's desire for his church. So this is Summer's End Celebration 2017, and we're celebrating all these things that God has done through the children's ministry and the youth ministry and all the different areas that we've discussed already. And what I want to do from my vantage point is give you what I see. Um, I want you all to know how God's been working in and through all of us here. The question would be, are we truly becoming more fruitful? Well, I'd like for us to take a look, and the way I'm going to have us take a look is what we'll just call by the numbers. And by the numbers, we're just going to look at some numbers, and those numbers are going to represent things, okay? So the first number we're going to look at is number one. And the first number one is going to represent one family sent out to serve in another church. Today, I I was hoping they could be with us today, but Thomas and Amber Harding, who have served faithfully in A New Beginning for a long time, have recently been hired by Oakland Heights Baptist Church in Cartersville, Georgia, pastored by a dear friend of mine, Joe McCaig. And they they have left, actually, Saturday, yesterday, to go and to begin their new ministry as the youth pastor, down there in Oakland Heights Baptist Church. And I'm telling you, this is a very exciting time. Joe is a dear friend of mine. We have talked and prayed about this for a long time as they had a need and they asked, do you have anybody who's mature and proven and willing to serve as our youth leader? And and through that process, man, the Lord just put it together and Thomas and Amber, are they're on their way to Georgia and uh, with their son Bingham. And boy, it's just exciting to see that last Sunday, if you missed them, that was their last Sunday officially here, they'll certainly be back again uh, to visit us again. The next number is number two. Two is going to represent the number of pastors that have been ordained to the gospel ministry. So Matt Brocker and Cale Horvath, if you were with us on August 6th, were officially ordained as pastors to the gospel ministry. They've been serving in this church for a long time, but But this is the official move that the Lord prescribes. And man, it is a big deal that this happened to our church. Man, this is something that we can all rejoice in. And if you were with us the beginning of the month when we had that special ceremony and that service for them, man, you you know this is the hand of the Lord working in and through us. We're so excited. I want you also to know that there's a lot of other fine men and women who are studying through our Living Faith Bible Institute, preparing themselves. In other words, y'all, there's more to come. There's more to come. Uh, The next number I want us to look at is the number 11. Number 11 is the number of people who have been baptized just in the last few months. So praise the Lord. When we have believers' baptism and those people that have received Christ decide they want to take that next step, just in the last few months, we have seen in our baptismal pool here, People take that step and say, I want to declare to the world that I have received Christ as my Savior. The waters of baptism don't wash away your sin. It's just a testimony. I love the Lord. I'm not ashamed about it. So 11 people have done that. Uh, The next number is number 13. Number 13 sometimes gets a bad rap, doesn't it? Uh, This time it's actually a very good thing because in the month of August alone, the number 13 represents the number of new people who have signed up for personal discipleship. Just in August. That's fantastic. 
13 people just in the month of August that are starting a new relationship studying God's Word. Uh, the next number I want us to look at is number 20. And 20 is the number of people that finished our second level discipleship ministry tools and training class this last June. 20 people graduated from ministry tools and training. And you think that's great, and it is great, by the way, and, and historically, over the last five or six years that we've been doing this, we've got over 100 people that have graduated through ministry tools and training, but our next number is really exciting for me also. It's number 51. 51 <coughs> is so exciting. <laughs> it represents the number of new people who have signed up for MTT starting next week. Wow. 51. Y'all, this is far and away the largest class ever. We're going to squeeze you into a classroom. I mean, but 51 people, I think the largest class prior to that was 32, and typically they're in the 20s, the numbers that are in a class, like the number 20 that just graduated this past year. Are you all ready for the next one? The next one's a range, because we we can't say exactly, exactly, but we're just going to say 75 to 80. So these numbers go together, 75 to 80. The number of people who this summer have received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Yeah. Praise the Lord. This, this is why we do what we do. Look, we can, we can play the games and we can have the fun and we can enjoy each other's company. But we get in the, get in the gospel out to new people who did not previously understand that their condition of life is one characterized of sin, which means death, and the punishment for death is an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. And they came to understand that Jesus Christ is the only one who ever lived a sinless life, that he's the only one that can possibly pay for their sin, that he offers them the free gift of eternal life if they'll just put their faith and trust in him as their personal Lord and Savior, confessing their sin and calling upon him to save them as Savior and Lord. Listen, if you're here today and you've never done that, you can do that too, and we can add to these numbers all along, but it's not about the numbers. It's about eternal souls that will live forever with God in heaven. 75 to 80 people as the result of the efforts of the ministries, the various ministries of First Baptist Church just through this summer. Just through this summer, let me give you a quick breakdown because there were some big events, right? We talked about youth camp, and we had 16 kids that were saved through youth camp. We talked about the camp in Hungary where we sent 13 of our people to go be a part of an orphan camp in Hungary where 28 kids were saved. We have a ministry with a new beginning for people who are struggling with addictions and coming out of the jails. And through that ministry, 30 people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there are others who have been saved through a Sunday morning church service, some through personal witness. And that's only the ones we know about. That's not even counting the people you've talked to and maybe you've influenced in your lives that maybe we didn't know about. So, man, praise the Lord for that. The next number we want to look at is the number 300. 
The number 300 represents the amount of dollars per month that we are adding to the support of our missionary, Mike Valdez, in Cambodia for the support and sponsorship of his children's home. Now, Mike Valdez was here earlier this summer, and he told us about the great need in their children's home and, and the great ministry they do and how they had one major donor who, who dropped out and couldn't support them anymore. And so we stepped up, and because of your faithful giving, because of your willingness to sacrifice and to give so that missionaries can take the gospel around the world, man, what an impact in the little country of Cambodia. Extra, we already support Mike at 200 a month as a church. We're adding 300 more. That happened this summer. The last number I want you to see is 15,000. 15,000 is the amount of dollars that we sent to our missionary partners, the All Reds, in Merida, Mexico, to build a brand new church building. The All Reds have now started four churches in about 20 years. And man, what an, again, thank you for your faithful, your giving makes it possible. And on behalf of Mike Valdez, on behalf of the All Red family, they asked me to tell you thank you for loving the Lord and loving us and caring about our ministry. Uh, we have a very short video that we can play now. That, uh, Larry Allred, the leader of that ministry, asked us to just show this video of this, this church that they've built, the fourth church in the city of Merida. And um, they actually, this Sunday, will be the last Sunday in their rented facility starting Wednesday night prayer meeting. This Wednesday coming up will be their first meeting in this building.
Isn't that exciting? Listen, y'all, when you give, praise the Lord. When you give, it goes to places that people use. And I'm telling you, if you've ever been on a mission trip, if you've ever visited, you've ever been a part, if you can imagine yourself being the missionary, can you imagine the love that you receive and experience from the hand of the Lord, knowing that other brothers and sisters around the world are willing to contribute and to help? You've been that blessing for a lot of people, and I just want you to, man, get excited about that with us. That happened this summer. So before we're done, let me just go back to John chapter 15 for a second, because I truly believe that although the beginning of this year we experienced this purging and it was difficult, we certainly now are positioned to run forward and do more than ever before. But like I said, it's not guaranteed. That passage, if we'll pick up where we left off, starting in verse number four, says this, Jesus going on and explaining, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide and his love. Are you catching the theme? We are to abide in Jesus Christ. The branch literally just needs to stay connected to the vine. Does the branch, through its own efforts, work real hard and squeeze out fruit? No. The vine does the work. The branch just needs to abide. The branch needs to not leave its position of connectedness to the vine. Make your position constantly connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to abide in him. If you were paying attention or you could go back and look at this passage again and count up the word abide just so happens to appear in this passage nine times. Those of you that study the Bible, MTT students know, the number nine represents something in the scriptures. It represents fruit bearing. Jesus says nine times abide, abide, abide. And what is he talking about? Bearing much fruit, bearing more and more fruit. Abiding in Jesus is abiding in his word. And so listen, church, if we will just abide in him, if we will continue to do what we know we're to do, we continue to stay faithful and we continue to do that, man, he will do his work, produce fruit, much fruit and more fruit, which then, according to verse number eight, gives glory to God which is all the reason why we're here. So, pretty exciting? You better believe it. You know what? You may be wondering, how can you get involved? Well, let me just take a second and we're done for today. I want us to look forward to what we're going to be having in the next month. So in September, we have a new series. So come back next week and we're going to start a new series and we're going to call it Refresh. And the new series, Refresh, is literally those, it's going to be four weeks and those are going to be the subjects. And what we're just going to talk about is we're going to refresh our vision and our understanding of our priorities as Christian individuals and as a church. First Baptist Church, God's local body of believers here in Tuscarawas County. 
And so the issues we're going to deal with next week, for example, what is the specific vision that God has given to us, to me, to lead us in this church, in this location? We're going to talk about growth and development, and we talk about a path of growth, and we'll explain that more completely. The third week, we're going to talk about the commitment that we make, the cost that God requires of us in relation to these things. And the last week, we're going to talk strategy. We're going to talk about application. We're going to talk about some very clear, specific ways that you can be involved. And there are a lot of ways you can be involved if you are not already. Immediately following the four weeks of September, we're going to jump into our annual Certainty Conference, October 1st through October 4th. And this year, the theme of our Bible study conference starting in October is prophecy. Now, most everybody's interested in prophecy and the end times and the events and the signs of the times, and we're going to lay all of that out. And we've got three keynote speakers. We've got Pastor Mark Trotter from One Baptist in Georgia. We've got Pastor Greg Axe from Crest Bible Church in Kansas City, Kansas. And we've got Pastor Brian Hedges from Heartland Baptist Fellowship in Harrisonville, Missouri. And those guys, I'm telling you, they got the goods. I mean, they've spent years and years and years in study of God's Word, and they are going to lay out for you, if there's any unclarity to the order of events and how God works through and where are we on God's chronology and timeline. Man, that's going to be the 1st of October. Through the month of September, you're going to hear a lot more about this. We'll have day sessions, night sessions. Come to as much as you can. If you have vacation time and you can take it, take it and be a part of all that we're doing. It's just going to be a very, very exciting time. Praise the Lord, amen? I mean, God's doing some pretty cool things, and I'm really, really excited. And today is the day that we celebrate all those things that God has done and rejoice and believe that he'll continue to do it. So if you will, why don't you just stand with me and let's pray.